This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about beer and loathing in Las Vegas. As a lawyer, I advise you to uh, record this podcast. <laughs> given, given the title of my lawyer. This movie was, di- uh, sorry, came out in 1998. It's directed by <laughs> Terry Gilliam. Gilliam, sorry. Gilliam. Gilliam. Based on the book by Hunter S. Thompson, screenplay by Terry Gilliam and Tony Grassani, starring Johnny Depp, Benicio Del Toro. That's kind of the main two guys. And you have cameos by Toby Maguire and Christina Ricci. And Was Toby Cameron, anybody back Cameron then? Diaz. Was what? Was Toby Maguire like a big name back then? Or was this like... His, his job. Was this before oh. Spider, Spiderman? Yeah, because Spiderman's 2000, 2001. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, is this a cameo or is this just, you know, him I mean, he, really trying to... I want to say he did stuff before this. Like, I remember me and you, Alex, going to see Wonder Boys and he was in that. The Oneaters? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the Oneater Boys. Yeah. So maybe cameo is the wrong term, but I mean, he... Small part in it. Small part yeah. in it. Okay. He was in Pleasantville, but that was the same year. Deconstructing Hands. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pleasantville. I love Pleasantville. Yeah, that's a good movie. An episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, before he really blew up with Spiderman. With Spiderman, yep. Um, Alright, well, this was uh, my movie that I picked this week, and uh, my history with it is uh, I saw it. in the early 2000s on, on video, like, kind of probably when Netflix came out or whatever on a red thing and I, I liked it. This is back when I was kind of discovering that Johnny Depp did more than just like uh, Edward Scissorhands and there's a bunch of movies I started watching of his back then. Um, and I liked it. It was always weird to me. It's still weird. It's not an easy watch. Yeah, <laughs> um, seriously. But I enjoyed the movie. It's something I've quote a lot and uh, yeah, that's kind of my history. I never, I didn't know anything about Hunter S. Thompson or any of that stuff. So I just watched it as the movie, and, and that's it. Uh, Alex, what's your history with it? Uh, I didn't watch it until yesterday. Like, I've always heard about it. I've seen clips. Like, I remember flipping through channels, and I saw the clip of uh, Johnny Depp in the flooded room at the Flamingo walking around with the lizard tail and the tape recorder <laughs> shit all stuck to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was about it. Besides that, I knew in the Simpsons episodes when they go to Las Vegas and they have the uh, the art from the cover of the book but it's like two real characters driving the opposite way of the, uh, of the Simpsons of, I think Homer and Ned when they're out there and that's about what I knew about <laughs> Fear and Loathing and I know it was you know, by Hunter S. Thompson but the other weird thing is that I saw the 1980 movie where the Buffalo Room starring yeah. Bill Murray uh, bef- way before that, and I didn't know these those two movies were connected. Honestly, I don't know anything I mean, about I, that. I do know. Yeah, it's not that good. 
from what I remember. <laughs> All right. Scott, what's your history with it? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. Like, you've certainly seen some of the, the memes, like the, the backcountry stuff. Uh, but this is the first time I've, I've sat down to watch it from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish I'd watched this movie 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I would have been... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if receptive is the right word, but um, just all the, the kind of non-sequitur weirdness of it, I think I would appreciate it more. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially, you know, I can I, I just imagine, like, you know, me and, and Alex and others, and, and you, Jeff, maybe, like, getting hammered and watching this movie, like, and, and laughing at everything that's going on. Yeah, so I'll get quick side story i i watch this by myself and then i talked to uh, an old co-worker with a, of ours uh roby and then he came over one day i forgot if he had seen it or he hadn't seen it since it came out or something and so he came over and we both watched it together and this is the first time i ever had abs absinthe okay. and i and i was always Ooh. yeah i know i was told oh it's wormwood and all this stuff which is bullshit but it was one of those <laughs> mind box or whatever and we watched it we had a really good time and you know, we acted like we were fucking high like these guys in the movie. And then we ran across the street and hung out in the little wet reserve across from my house and <laughs> acted like it was backcountry and stuff. We were idiots. But I remember, yeah, so this is, I'm 23, 24 at the time. Yeah, we had a good time with it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like, And, you know, full disclosure, uh, I'm not going to speak for you two, but I've, I've never been anywhere near that, like, this high or no. drunk or the, like, no. like these guys were. Yeah. Oh, maybe drunk, but <laughs> not not yeah. Like the hallucinations and stuff is just not a thing that I've, that I've ever dealt with. I, and I do have friends that have, but just I haven't. It does not sound fun at all. Not taking acid. <laughs> Any of this stuff. Or uh, mescal. Or uh, what was the, the adrenal gland stuff? Uh, I think I, well, I think he was hallucinating like like whatever else he was like. like he was taking something. But I'm like I'm not I don't know what I was supposed to be. Um, my my favorite thing in the movie was was them taking huffs off of the the ether, ether. that they they dipped the American flag <laughs> handkerchief yeah, in. Yeah, just like Mr. Burns. <laughs> Mr. Burns does ether. That's when he thought a uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was Homer, <laughs> or vice versa. All right. Well, let's just get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, I'll go first, <laughs> and um, it, uh, this one of the things that always cracks me up when I watch this is like, like I kind of take turns on which, but one of them is being completely out of control, right? It's either Benicio or it's Johnny Depp, and the one scene where he comes back to the room and Benicio Del Toro is just fucked up the whole room. He's in the bathtub listening to Jefferson Starship or whatever that whatever airplane, version of that yeah. airplane. And just tell them to throw the radio in at the white rabbit part. <laughs> but then when he gets the the bullhorn and the pepper spray or whatever, back you fucker Yeah it cracks me that, yeah. up every time. Um he's like harpooning him with the <laughs> the shower Shut curtain. Around, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know he just gets me. Get bright green. He just kind of puts himself into a little fort. <laughs> he goes to bed with the, the horn and the spray so he doesn't get attacked by his crazy lawyer in the middle of the night. Um, that's mm-hmm. my number seven. Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is I thought the end credits were cool. Do you see uh, uh, Johnny Depp drive off 
the road's at an angle, like, now leaving, yeah, fear and loathing. And then they just, the credits just scroll down on the road, which I thought was pretty neat. And I'm like, oh, it would be so on brand if all of the credits were played like this. <laughs> where they're slightly, where they're still readable, but they're hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> like, you really have to concentrate. And I thought it was good, because they went on for a while. And I thought that was going to be the case. But then it faded to black, and we got the real credits. I'm like, ah, man, I'm disappointed. So, that's why it's my number seven. Could have been better. Could have just been on the road the whole time. There's probably some union laws for that or some crap. All names need to be easily visible. <laughs> Alright. Scott, number seven. Uh, just, just all the cameos. I had no idea. Uh, you know, not necessarily really big names, but it, it felt like every time they went somewhere, there was somebody that I was like, oh, uh, that guy, or... It's Busey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Busey. My number six. Uh, but, like, young Matt Walsh, if you ever watch Veep, um, he he was the car salesman in the beginning. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Craig Bierko, uh Tim Thomerson, which made me smile. Uh, I don't know if you know who that guy is, but... I don't. A ton of B-movie schlock. <laughs> so it was cool to see him for, for a second. Vern Troyer, I recognize. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Penn Jillette, Cameron Diaz, Lyle Lovett. That one I had to pause. I was like, is that Lyle Lovett? Like, that guy fell off the face of the earth. I don't even know if he's still alive. Um, but, uh, yeah, the favorite one was the Christopher Maloney one. <laughs> as as the uh, uh, the gay um, oh, yeah. hotel clerk. Like, like <laughs> complete 180 dude. from the character he's playing on, on <laughs> yeah. Law and Order for however many years. Um, and m- most recently, he's doing the voice of uh, Jim Gordon on the Harley Quinn animated show, and he's pretty funny on that too. Um, yeah, the mm-hmm. Mark Harmon for some reasons there. Yeah, uh, I thought it, that was him on the phone. Yeah, he, was, he shows up a couple times, and then uh, oh, really, then uh, Ellen Barkin, um, and then I didn't, I didn't recognize Flea, but I guess he was in it. Yeah, I think he didn't. <laughs> he was, where, where was he? He was in your face, literally. I might, I might have like scene, turned away like, for the a flashback. Second. Where he's in the bathroom and he's like, "Oh, this white stuff on my sleeve is what do you say? It was LSD or something." And then they just start snorting his his sleeve. Well, and that was flea. That was in. yeah. That was snorting him. Yeah. Okay. He had long hair. I guess I didn't. didn't I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Anyway, he just didn't, he didn't call anybody a chicken. Yeah, clothes on. Yeah, clothes on. He <laughs> uh, wasn't trying to kidnap princesses. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just normally that's not something I put on my list, but I, I did find it interesting because this movie is kind of a cult following now. And, you know, I had no idea all these people were in it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number six. This is another little moment that makes me laugh, and it's, it is when... Uh, Johnny Depp's character is taking the uh, the adrenal gland, whatever it is, and just the look on his face when he's like licking it with his tongue. But that with what's his with Benicio Toro in the background, like man, this fake phone call with Christina Ricci's character, and just like, and then he hangs up and goes, "All right, that we're good." Yeah, <laughs> like she bought that. Yeah, yeah, got that was great. But with that whole, the, both of those things going on, and then just him drinking more than he should of that stuff. And, um, as your attorney, I advise you to go into my pocket and find the little brown bottle and take a <laughs> little bit. Uh, 
That's my number six. Scott, or sorry, Alex. My number six is The Car Chase with Gary Busey. <laughs> that whole thing was nuts. <laughs> he's going down the road and he's like, nah. and he's explaining what he's doing. So he just, he's not going to know what to make of this blinker. We <laughs> turn right and then he pulls that crazy move. And he actually does turn right, but that throws Busey off <laughs> the other direction. Then he comes back. And, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, he looks at his ID and all of a sudden, uh, Officer Busey just changes his tune. Like, oh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go, you know, can you make it to the rest stop? You're going to take a nap. <laughs> but before you go, you think you can give me a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. It's yeah. like, what? He's trying to go to Baker to get some seafood. So he's wanted to go to Baker. Yeah, you do a uh, do a Baker chug. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't imagine like what kind of shithole Baker was and the like whenever it was supposed to take place. The <laughs> well, you saw it. It was a, it was a <laughs> junkyard dump. Yeah, thing. I mean we saw the one street, but like yeah. <laughs> Baker. The aliens hadn't landed yet. Yeah, so still in uh, their yeah. beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They didn't put them on the map yet. Intergalactically speaking. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six. Sorry, a little mic technique. Uh, sorry, um, my number six is all the the weird trapeze stuff. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was a good act. Like it, it felt very much like the stuff that I that I've really enjoyed from Gilliam. Like some of the stuff that he does, they're they're kind of his hallmarks. Like. I, I, don't really get but like the trappy stuff was great the the she pops out the baby <laughs> and they sniff the umbilical like yeah. it's just super weird um and the uh the dog <laughs> that that bites through the uh the trapeze bar i don't know what even to, to call it but, uh, yeah no, I, was I, that, I thought that was uh, a badger was it a badger i thought it was yeah a that's dog. a badger that he was swinging around Stuff. Okay, I, I guess it was my close attention. I just thought it was a dog, but either way, like it launches this animal and it just bites through the the bar rather than catching it and swinging. So yeah, that's that's my number six. Just this weird, uh, like, thing that they focus on in the middle that isn't uh, like kind of them walking around. So yeah. So I have a question for you. I, I haven't been. I could have totally imagined this as a kid, and I and I linked it to this movie. I remember going to Circus Circus in Vegas as a kid, and you could walk underneath the trapeze artist stuff. There was that net, and there was games and slut and stuff like that. Is that, a, is that did I make that up, or do you guys remember anything like that? No idea. Mm-mm. I never I never went to Vegas as a kid. Yeah, same. I went one time, and it was the only thing I could do was. <laughs> Was that Circus Circus or was that Excalibur now? Because we stayed at Excalibur when it was brand new. Damn it, I don't remember now. Oh, well. Um, all right, uh, on to my number five. And uh, as Scott uh, mentioned before, we're not big drug users on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> after watching this, I never want to be. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah, this is, along yeah. with Requiem for a Dream, this is a good cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I, I drink, and I've had the spins, and I hate it, and it's the worst thing in the world, and this just looks like a thousand times worse, and I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure before it all happens, and there's parts of it that are great, I guess, obviously there's good parts, that's why people get into it, but like, 
man, <laughs> just seeing him and just, oh man, he's like, I got the fear. He's like the hiccups and he, he's afraid to get off that like rotating bar, which first of all, not even doing dr- drugs or drinking, I would not get on a rotating <laughs> bar. Would, yeah, I, would, I don't think I'd handle that well. Yeah. Stone sober, I would not get on that thing and last more than a couple minutes. Um, it was like rotating like in the inner thing and the outer. It's a merry-go-round that was converted into a bar, so the middle was stationary. Right, but, right, right. That's, but yeah. I like, yeah, yeah. The, you see stuff spinning, you know, and that's all yeah, you need. Yeah, it's yeah. no good. There's like no point to focus <laughs> just, on. Yeah. This is no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just all of that. When he first gets there and the, the floor is like kind of, you know, going up people's legs and the lizards and later when they're just kind of, whoa, just it, everything yeah, all Yeah, just warped. like half of it is, yeah, just like, well, like most of it is just rampant paranoia. Like, yeah. you don't see mm-hmm. them like having fun like the only time they seem to have fun is when they've been kicked out of the debbie reynolds show <laughs> yeah. just a personal friend of mine who gave the Vegas just for this show but i, I think uh you know it was, it was well directed and you you got you get the sense like i think you get the sense of sense of being on who's just i guess i don't know but i feel like i'm sick when i watch it and i'm and kind of high so i give yeah. him credit for that <laughs> yeah um being the square that yeah, i cred- credits right. to like at least the the hotel room set pieces because they just feel so claustrophobic. Like, it just makes it that much worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is well, for most of the movie, yeah, it feels like a drug-filled fever dream. But Gilliam was smart that every once in a while he'll just have like a stationary camera, so not every. It's kind of like the lulls in between, like when when drugs hit uh, the characters. So you'll you'll have like this crazy trip and everything. The camera's moving everywhere, fisheye lens, and then, thankfully, it's like the drive to Vegas and everything was like nauseating almost. And then, thankfully, they do have some breaks with the camera stationary. There's not a lot of movement and everything, but they're still you know not sober, but they're less you know drunk. And I really appreciated those breaks in the movie because without it, there's there's no way I would have gotten through. Yeah. I, I do have to say, I think the only scene, and it's very short in the movie, where it's 100%, like, maybe 100% real, 100% sober, is when Dr. Gonzo, the lawyer, actually calls him and tells him about the telegram. He's like, what are you doing in the desert? You have to be at the hotel to cover the... Uh, uh, the NARC convention. Or yeah, the NARC convention. Everything's taken care of. Further, like giving other clues that you know, maybe Hunter S. Thompson is out there just by himself without the lawyer. Right. So I thought that was great. Okay, Scott, number five. Uh, number five uh, was the scene. It was one of the shorter scenes, but uh, when uh, Doctor Gonzo is is puking out of the car, gets it all beside the car. <laughs> just crying and then just like randomly like just pure gibberish to the people in the car next to him and then uh, at one point he looks over at, at uh, Johnny Depp with like these doe eyes and then he just starts crying again and like, it made, made me laugh because I've seen that play out in real life <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah so uh, yeah, the car it was, it was, too. 
like one of the the more thing more relatable things that <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. I did I did like that whole sequence when they're going through Vegas, and they were like obviously on some kind of rig with the car like at a weird angle, um, mm-hmm. in front of the, the the screen in the background. Uh, I did, did kind of uh, like that they, they did that rather than actually having them drive around. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Can like Pulp Fiction with uh, what's it called? Die Asma- Hard in the cab. Esmeralda. Yeah, that's the one. Via Lobos. All right, uh, on to my number four, and that would be the voiceover. Um, hey, that's my number four too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you kind of need it in this movie. Obviously, that's just the way it's designed, but. Uh, because you really can't understand half the shit he says. No, real time. no, I, I thought about pulling a Jeff and turning on subtitles because I did not <laughs> I understand know, like half the fucking things that were yeah. being said by him and Del Toro too. It wasn't just yeah. just him talking with the thing out of his mouth. Like. Yeah, so I appreciated the voiceover. So yeah, I, right, so. I, 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 you know, it's one of those things that can make or break a movie, and yeah, it was one of the, the definitely one of the better ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess at, I did looking at you, Blade Runner. I didn't know this until I think it was either Roby or maybe it was Robin told me that when he's t- the scene where he's uh, back in the 60s and the bathroom scene but before that he goes my god there I am and that's like the real Hunter S. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that was oh I forgot to mention <laughs> that yeah when I was doing my cameos that made me laugh Matrix. out loud the there I am holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, alright uh, Alex number four she was the same right yeah, the narration. Uh, one thing that hasn't been mentioned yet, and I really appreciated right at the beginning of the movie, is when the the voiceover blends in with what's happening in the scene. It's like, oh shit, did I say that out loud? It's like <laughs> both the voices say that at the same time. Johnny Depp on screen and the voiceover, and then merges. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Nice. All right, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is uh, this is kind of a throwaway gag, but the uh, the Reefer Madness video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It only gets like yeah, not great. even a minute of, of screen time. It's kind of in the background, but yeah, it made me laugh. Like you won't be able to see their eyes because they got their Johnny T's on. <laughs> but if you did see them, like you'd see their eyes crusted over with semen from like the constant masturbation. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. such a <laughs> way over the, t- like they, like when the, the spoofs of those are usually way over the top. This took it to like a yeah. different level. But then he looks down and he has some stuff on his pants. He's <laughs> yeah. trying to get it off. Oh yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> they got crust in their eyes. <laughs> their eyes are crusted over with semen. <laughs> so yeah, the reefer madness video. All right. Um, my number three, I just have, it, it's, I get a weird feeling watching this movie. There's very few movies, we kind of mentioned this before, but it's just Like uneasy. the rope in gym class? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a chub watching it. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's just it's weird. I get, like I said, the, the, the drug scenes and, the, the, I don't know, something about it. Yeah, off, the, I don't know if it's off, but it's not off-putting, it's just uneasy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think off-putting's fair. The mm-hmm. the the first set of the, the first hotel room, like it just makes me so uncomfortable. Like I would not want to step foot in there. Like how are these guys just hanging out? Well, obviously the answer is lots and lots of drugs. Um, <laughs> but then, like 
I'm I'm glad. I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but when they get to the other hotel room, everything starts off being well lit, um, which is good because I don't think I could have handled them going like back to back on that shit. Yeah. Um, even though it eventually devolves again into like basically the first room. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like him just kind of hanging out in like the flooding, like even though it's all in his head, um, like. It's like, oh, why would you just sit there? Like, it doesn't. Like, it's almost like watching like the cringe stuff with like a Kirby enthusiasm, but but instead of making like self sabotaging, it's just not recognizing what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah. I think it also adds to my number two as well. So I'll add a little bit more there. But uh, all right, Alex, number three. My number three is the creature suits. Those lizard people look fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. They're so fucking cool, and I was mm-hmm. not expecting that. Like, holy shit! Like, oh, there the, the were chameleon lizards, and their eyes did move independently. I checked. <laughs> That's better they than TJF dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not the bloody one. eating other lizard people on the floor and everything. That was awesome. Yeah, two of them were like screwing off on the side, like is. You, Alex, you mentioned the the uh, credits scrolling down the road. Did you did you catch who did the creature stuff? Uh, yes, but I forgot. It was it was Rob Botton of uh, Botine. Botine, sorry, most famously did uh, the thing. The thing. Oh, Rob Botine. <laughs> is it Botine? I think it's cool. Yeah, I it think makes it sense. Is Botine. Yeah, I think, sure. I think you've explained that to me before, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. That's why all the yeah creature effects, the the demon suit. Yeah, I imagine also, he did that as well. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right. Oh man, that's a lot of titties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three was the the beginning, like the all the bat stuff, um, specifically. Um, so he he's kind of swatting around, and they 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 show him seeing that and. It's like okay, that's kind of goofy. I get it. He's 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 tripping, um, and then just so Johnny Depp kind of acting like a weirdo. I'm like okay, uh, but then he gets in and like they do the close up on him, and he's like, "Why have we stopped? Like we gotta get out of here. This is bad country." <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Uh, uh, that's a that's a great line. Like I, I again, I've never seen this movie, and I'll, I'll use that for different things. But uh, yeah, this, this is bad country. Which is funny too, because like in the middle of the desert, yeah, I'm sure there's bats around somewhere, but <laughs> yeah, not not the thing I would worry about if I was stuck out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. No. All right, uh, my number two is Benicio del Toro is frightening in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's a scary dude, and I've actually heard, and I don't know which is true. I don't know where his career is at this point. If he had. Like, Usual Suspects, was that already out? I don't know. Yeah, but Usual Suspects was before this. I heard he had a hard time getting roles after this because some people thought he was that crazy. But I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, he's scary. In these scenes, I'm like, I do not want to be anywhere near this guy. <laughs> um, but I always felt that when I watch it. And this time, just as much, like, God damn, he's scary. The scene in the little diner with the cake or the pie or whatever, and... Uh, just pulling out the knife and just turning, turning on Johnny, like all that stuff with him. Ugh. Did, did did you notice the pie on the hood when they yeah. when they drive through the fence? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. 
I did notice that pie. Anyway. So that's my number two. Yeah, Alex. he's stupid. Uh, my number two is I like it when, and it, it hit me that this was one inter- my interpretation of the room, but when he's in the room and he wakes up, like I said at the beginning of the, of the recording, where he's got the tape recorder strapped to his chest and the microphone on his head and he's got the lizard tail and he's walking around the flooded room and uh, he sees stuff in the room that are like uh, little hints as to what happened before. Like there's a piece of the carpet that looked like the liquid stuff that was crawling up the cowboy's leg. There's the uh, the knives on the wall from the, uh, the, the circus clown bar and everything where they were throwing darts or needles I should say. Um, all that stuff, all hints and stuff of the stuff that happened before, and uh, I'm pretty sure, at least my take on it, is that right then we are inside of his mind, and he's trying to recall like everything that's happened so he can remember it and write it down. What do you think the bed was? Or is that just a weird thing? The bed with the smoking uh, like, hole in it? Yeah. That, I don't... No. That was a cool that effect, did, by the way. That, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. It took me, but that one, like, threw me for a loop. It's like, oh, shit, what the, yeah, what, what is that? Because there wasn't any big fires or anything. Maybe that represented his lungs from all the smoking he's doing. I guess if you're constantly smoking like that, maybe you do have an innate fear of, like, falling asleep and burning a hole through your whatever. Oh, yeah. That happened a lot back then in the 60s. In seventies, they had whole PSAs about it. Well, anytime you ever went to a hotel that allowed smoking, there would be burn marks in the the sheets and the yeah. comforter. Like, like that's just how it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that shot close to the end, where it's just from a top down view of Johnny Depp writing and stuff, and the camera pulls back to reveal like this, and the room just gets smaller and smaller. That was awesome. Yep, what's going right. Scott. Oh, yeah. Raul Duke is his, <laughs> is his pseudonym. <laughs> Scott, number two. Uh, two is the the creature hallucinations. So Alex pretty much mentioned everything. Uh, I did have to rewind it because um, I wasn't sure that he said it. But that, that whole sequence starts when he starts transforming, when Del Toro starts transforming into a demon. Uh, I, I thought I heard him... Uh, Johnny Depp say, nice tits. I was like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand half the things, so I had to rewind it. I'm like, no, he actually mm-hmm. said that. And then, it, 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 like, Del Toro starts talking about, oh, you grow hairy tits on your back, and, like, and you actually see them, and it's... it's yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I did like the, the eye makeup, and I did I did like how uh, when that when the hallucination ends, at least on camera it ends, um, Johnny Depp's got those weird contacts. <laughs> So you have to tell me how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number one, and this is just it's a small, it's a half a second scene. I always crack me up, and Eric always mentions it too. It's when he goes, oh, my scumbag attorney is <laughs> heading back to Los Angeles, and he's at the top of the airplane, and he turns around, puts a cigarette in his mouth, and waves with both of his hands. <laughs> oh, my God. It cracks me up every single time, because this guy is so menacing and such a dick the entire movie, and then at one point he just turns, and he waves both hands at him back. Oh, God, it kills me every time. That has to be my number one. 
There it is. So, 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 so sorry, sorry. Before, before Alex goes, um, let, let me ask you guys a question. Um, like, obviously, like, these, these aren't good guys, but, um, like, how bad are they? Because, yeah, Detroit does some fucked up things, um, but, like, they never do anything other than, like, trashing the room and, and what he does at the end with the, with the poor waitress, like, like, he never does anything that bad that we see. It's close with Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, that that was creepy, but, like, how much of that was, like, just him being high and thinking it was a good idea to, like, help this girl out? And yeah. her just being an actual creeper? Like, because he seems, like, genuinely offended when um, Johnny Depp, like, jokingly talks about pimping her out. Um, so it's like, where's where's the line there? But, yeah, I think I think... Now that we say it out loud, like, yeah, I was fucked up that he brought her back to the room. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not drugs, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Did any of that happen? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is just the surreal aspect of this movie. The frantic energy that the film has is just great. It really. Even though it's really uncomfortable, the movie just sucks you in and just like, oh man, the whole time I was uncomfortable and easy, but I couldn't stop watching it. Usually when something like that happens, it's like, eh, no, like I take a break, but yeah, with this movie, the way Gilliam filmed it was incredible. And that's the thing, at the very beginning, I didn't, I had no idea that Terry Gilliam directed this movie. So everything like seemed very familiar, like right from the start. It's like what this is like the style, this energy that the movie has seems very familiar. Like I've seen it before, and uh, then when I saw the credits, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I knew that until this time I saw it either. Like when I watched it before, I never really paid attention to who directed it. It's hard to read on the road. <laughs> All right, Scott. For one, other one is the the bathtub sequence. Um... Like you guys pretty much covered most of it. Um, said how gray with that fucking water was. Jeez, yeah, it's so gross. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking disgusting. Like the whole, um, but the, yeah, like he's he's poking him with the shower rod. Um, there's that weird <laughs> he jump cut. Ahab. <laughs> yeah, he's got Ahab now. Yeah, he throws the fruit at him. Um, the. The mace, which was that even actually mace, or was it something else? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he looks at it, he reads it. Like, yeah, I don't know what it was. Okay. But. Yeah, but that, yeah, the bullhorn for some reason, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> the, yes, there's just the the jump cut where it looks like Del Toro's like on the bed, and he's like, yeah, "Get up, you pig fucker! Like, go clean your shorts." <laughs> he like yeah. like shepherds him into the bathroom. Like, it's just. It's weird. And then he goes back to the to the couch. Yeah, it's, like that. That was. I, I I felt like that scene was like the best blend of kind of surrealism and and them actually like stuff really happening. Um, so yeah, but yeah, just yeah, the dirty water and the like. I did think it was funny. You did. You do see um, on the I don't know, whatever the the bathtub the the shelf behind the tub that he, he, he did have enough wherewithal to take off his watch so you see you see <laughs> no. sitting there i, I didn't, didn't even notice that, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like a, i don't know if it was a rolex or something but um obviously he cared enough about the watch that he took it off first 
but uh, yeah, just yeah, just them being complete psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Any honorable mentions? Uh, the um, so back back to the Christopher Maloney scene uh, when he says, "Can I call you a cab?" Sure, I'll call you a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> that, that made me laugh. We mentioned the That's Hunter good. S. Thompson cameo again. With the holy fuck, that, that there nigga, I right? am. Um, yeah, they're just like random drug addict stuff. How they're like Del, uh, Del Toro, Doctor Gonzo, his neck's bleeding, and they never say why. Yeah, but he's eventually got like a band aid on it, and then at the end. Thompson's like bleeding from his ear. Like they never explained that one either, unless that was yeah. related to the microphone or something. I don't know. But... At one point, Del Toro has the bandaid, but inside out, <laughs> or <laughs> the wrong side out, <laughs> so the pad is facing out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate it uh, as usual. We rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. I give this movie a five. I like it. Um, it's different, and I think uh, I don't. I don't know. I'll watch this again at some point. It's so different that every once in a while I just want to watch it. But um, yeah, that's a five for me. I definitely like it, Alex. I'm also going to give this a five. Uh, yeah, I went back and forth between giving it a four and a five, but I think I like it more. It's not definitely not bland, and it really yeah, it just sucked me in, no matter how uncomfortable I was. Yeah, like I said, I definitely had more fun watching this when I was younger. Also, like I said, I had fun time watching it with Roby, so maybe that's why it was higher at the time. But I still have to say that I did enjoy higher, it. Higher, yeah, at the time. yeah, yeah. Scott, uh, give this a four. Um, yeah, there, what? There was, there's a lot of stuff I, I quattro I did like about it. Um, like the, the performances. You see a lot of Jack Sparrow here <laughs> in, in what Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp's doing. A little bit with his fingers and a hand acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just acting like he's inebriated. But uh, you, know, some, you forgot one thing, mate. Yeah, some of the, this is backcountry. <laughs> you, you went Aussie on him. <laughs> oi, oi. Um, but yeah, just the, the there was like barely a plot here, and I I wasn't sucked in like like Alex was unfortunately. So yeah, for. Visuals are a feast for the eyes. A nauseating feast for the eyes. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to bring up real quick, like I said, I was going through and like catching up on some Johnny Depp movies, which I really hadn't... I Like I said, 21 Jump Street, Edward Scissorhands, and that was kind of it. And then I remember watching, going through, and I watched that. You know, we just did. Donnie Brasco, Ed Wood... Um, Fear and Loathing, Ninth Gate, Sleepy Hollow, Chocolat, all these things. <laughs> Ninth, Ninth Gate, I forgot about that. Yeah, Blow, From Hell. And then he did Pirates of the Caribbean, and then it's like kind of, that's all he did. I, I, just because you, you brought it up, Jeff, I'd like once again to bitch about Chocolat. Chocolat. That it, was, it's, it's, it was marketed as Chocolat, but they just, they just call it chocolate in the movie. <laughs> like no one fucking ever says Chocolat. Even though they're all like French, like I don't even know, chocolate is how you say it in French. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right, well it's time for our crossover topic, which is our top five bad lawyers in movies. 
Um, and bad, I think it can be interpreted in many ways, which at least I did. <laughs> um, so let's just go right into it. And uh, my number five is going to be Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. <laughs> um, he may not be the worst attorney, but he's definitely out there to, you know, he's obviously a Johnny Cochran <laughs> okay, yeah. ripoff. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. And he was yeah. in the series finale. So there you go. He but probably he has, yeah, Jackie Childs probably has one, a ton of court cases. It's just that one, <laughs> that one client. <laughs> Kramer. Yeah. Who told you to put the bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. Who told you to put the oh, bomb on? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Jackie Childs, my number five. Uh, Alex, what's number five? Uh, my number five, and uh, as Scott mentioned, he loves his uh, Korean dramas, K-Draws, <laughs> as he calls K-drams. them. and K-Drams. And I was watching a cute, like, lighthearted drama called Extraordinary Attorney Woo. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've seen that pop up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's about an autistic lawyer, you know, giving it her all and uh, trying to understand her coworkers and everything. But later in the season, it's spoiler alert, okay, uh, the, the underst- her understanding boss and everything that has seen, like, the, the bright side of... Um, her lawyering skills and her perfect memory, almost, and everything, is replaced by a guy that's an absolute douche. And it's uh, attorney Jang Seung Jun. Sounds like an asshole. I know. And yeah, he's, still, he's taking credit for stuff that he didn't come up with and everything, and lawyerly victories, so F that guy. So, I, I, I am curious about that show, Alex. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how respectful do you think they actually are? to like to to that kind of community or are they just like it's is it at their expense where it's like oh she's she's on the spectrum but everything's cool because like she's so quirky and blah, blah, blah. um there is there is a bit of that but they do address some stuff uh that i, I think is pretty serious okay um Especially when she when she has to defend uh, another person that has autism as well, not you know that isn't um, I wouldn't yeah as functional in society I don't know if that's the right term that it should be using but uh, yeah his his um, he has to wear the headphones all the time and everything mm-hmm. so it gets a little bit serious on that one but they try and keep it mostly like hearted and well, like I, I think I think I mean that that's. I, I don't. It's not something I have to deal with in my my personal life, but I mean, I, I'm sure that's fine to keep it lighthearted. I just like I don't know. It's, it's it seems like a weird line to have to walk to like treat treat this person like a real person. Like I guess. You know, like, yeah, well, I mean, it is a drama. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, again, <laughs> that, it's TV and stuff. Even just yeah, with a drama, yeah. no, K dramas have their own like special kind of <laughs> rose tinted veneer over the whole thing. Okay. So you got that. And then with uh, autism and dealing with all that and their parents and families and stuff. So I think it's it's okay. It's fair. Okay. I wasn't, like, put off by any of it. Like, I, I, I think the thinking of, like, what, what Robert Danny Jr. says in Tropic Thunder, like... <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Went on a tangent there. No, that's fine. All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, number five, uh, something that seems to come up a lot recently, but uh, Idiocracy, and that's uh, Dax Shepard's character, who's, who's um, 
the lawyer for um god i can't remember the character's names other than like him and camacho um <laughs> uh who whoever um luke wilson yeah whoever luke wilson's character's name is uh but anyways dax shepherd plays a lawyer named frito bendejo <laughs> <laughs> which is the second best name in the movie thanks to president camacho um so uh but mostly on the strength of the name and the fact that he really is a bad lawyer and an idiot. But, uh, yeah, Frito Pendejo, number five. All right. Um, well, number four is, once again, not necessarily a bad lawyer, but he kind of starts out kind of bad. My cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny. Obviously, at the end, he shows that he's good, but uh, mm-hmm. he dresses all funny and everything. The two dudes. <laughs> he was serious about that. And Aunt May mm-hmm. and Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> and there you go. Anyway, Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny. Alex, number four. Well, my number four is also for my cousin Vinny, and it's the other guy. <laughs> John Gibbons. Uh, yeah, he's just a terrible lawyer that's uh, representing not Ralph Macho, but the other guy, his friend. Before he just messes up royally and then he gets fired. Because he's a bad lawyer. I'm, I'm guessing you had to look up his name, Alex. <laughs> yes, I did. Because I don't know what the bad lawyer's name is. I was like, what's that guy's name? Alright, Scott, number four. Uh, number four, uh, moving on to one one of... Not not the last of my, my animated... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that would be Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Uh, so this was one of the original Adult Swim. Uh, I, I don't even want to call it a cartoon. It was like that weird blend that they started off with, like that, and C-Lab, and um, a couple other things like that. But um, mm-hmm. um, anyways, yeah, as voiced by Gary Cole, not not a good lawyer. <laughs> uh <laughs> So yeah, if you ever get the chance to watch some of the the Harvey Birdman stuff, it's it's, it's short uh, and funny. So there you go. All right, uh, my number three is Barry Zuckercorn from Arrested Development. Yeah, number two. Um, this is played by uh, Fonzie. I forgot his real name. <laughs> Henry Winkler. Arthur Fonzie. Henry Winkler. He's a uh, yeah. He's pretty awful in this. <laughs> the one scene where Michael's visiting George and. The- in the prison, and Dow, you have a plan here? Yeah. My lawyer says you can't charge a husband and wife for the same crime. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I need to get a new lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Barry Zuckercorn, my number three. Not to be confused with, uh, what was it, Bob Loblaw's Loblog. Yeah, yeah. Chachi. Chachi. Chachi, Chachi. All right, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is the mutant space chicken from Futurama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I just might be a mutant space chicken. Uh, that was great. Their take on the old southern lawyer trope. All right. Scott, number three. Number three is also the hyper chicken from Futurama. Uh, the, he opens up the briefcase at his, uh, his desk and all of his chicks in there. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy done good. <laughs> it was like the very first time you see him. 
there's this little girl um, on the witness stand, and he get he walks up close and he he tells her, "Now you you don't have anything to worry about from me." And then he just loudly goes like right in her face, and she and she freaks out and then he just goes about his business like nothing happened again. Maybe just a hyper chicken from a backward asteroid field. All right, on to our number twos. And my number two, this is, uh, I mean, it's fresh off of me watching Better Call Saul. Saul will be uh, Saul Goodman. While he is not bad at doing his job, he is just a bad lawyer. So therefore, he's on my list. Um, yeah, he's, he's too much power, too much knowledge for his own thing. Even, you guys never watch Breaking Bad, huh? No. Nope. Yeah. So one of the things when they talk about getting him and he, and uh, what's his face, um, Jesse's like, you know, in times like this, you don't need a criminal lawyer, you need a criminal <laughs> lawyer, and that's kind of how they run into Saul Goodman and and Breaking Bad, and then obviously with Better Call Saul, you kind of find out how he becomes that kind of lawyer. But anyway, Saul Goodman, aka Jimmy McGill, aka like Gene something or other. Anyway, Saul Goodman, number two, Alex. Barry Zuckercorn is my number two. Those are bulls. Those are bulls. <laughs> Those are bulls. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, so my number two would, would definitely be my top choice, if not for my my clearing away top choice. Uh, but uh, that would be uh, Ted Buckland from Scrubs. Um Oh, as, as, as played by, by Sam Lloyd, uh, rest in peace. Um, oh, I he's one of, one of the the secret weapons on that show. Um, you know, he did. You get you get these small scenes, and he would always be fucking hysterical. Um, but uh, yeah, if it, 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 Scrubs is you know one of my all time favorite uh, shows, and yeah, Ted is you know, uh, you know one one of the reasons why. So. All right. And my number one, which I have a feeling is number one across the board, mm-hmm. Lionel Hutz. <laughs> oh, I um, had Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> from The Simpsons. I'll let you guys take it away, but yeah, he's the best. <laughs> or the worst. <laughs> There's one scene where you think he's doing really well. <laughs> the judge just goes, do you realize you're not wearing any pants? <laughs> um, what? Ah! <laughs> Oh my gosh! And there, he's questioning a poo. <laughs> what if I told you that I had something over here? He turns around, <laughs> something that would shock and discredit you, something that I will momentarily reveal to all, and that is as follows: I'm not wearing a tie at all. <laughs> was was he the was Lionel Hutz the first person to do the gag where oh I gotta get something from my car. And then you hear him like running away, the car door slamming, and then the car peeling away. Oh, that's a good trivia question. I don't know. Uh, that one kills me though. The, the whole, <laughs> you just hear the sound effects. Yeah. Uh, the the whole thing about the the bourbon is probably my top ten Simpsons quotes. The <laughs> what's that? You want me to drink you? <laughs> bourbon, Boy. the brownest of the brown liquors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that? I don't remember something. About, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I watched Matlock at a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I got the gist. <laughs> uh, 
Then we, yeah, there was the Miguel Sanchez thing. <laughs> and we think we talked about last week, which yeah. was <laughs> case closed. <laughs> oh, all right, rest my case. You rest your case? Oh, no, I thought that was a figure of speech. <laughs> case closed. <laughs> oh, man. R.I.P. Right, no list. money down. We'll work on a contingency. No money down. Yeah. No. Money down. <laughs> yeah, there's a few punctuation mistakes here. <laughs> yeah, between that and... Uh, Troy McClure. What's it? Troy McClure. Oh, God. Yeah, he said R.I.P. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, <laughs> Alex, I thought you would have had a Charlie Day <laughs> like oh, representing himself. Yeah, bird, law. bird law. Uh, fuck. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I should have had it on my list. Basically, everybody in Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Was that? It's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports I pronounced a few words there, but all right. Nobody would notice. With that, it's time for Alex <laughs> No Sports. <laughs> well, get out your robe and wizard hat because it's fantasy football season. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. ESPN has got to covered with a cheat sheet. All right. I don't know why you need to go to the ESPN. You just erase the stats on your character sheet and then just put <laughs> higher ones. It's it's so easy. Well, I mean, there's, make there's, sure the DM doesn't catch well, you. I mean, there's there's a whole process though, like. Like there's build points potentially how you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. are are you mm-hmm. going with the like the regular classical set? Are you getting feats? Like there's 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 yeah. lots of things you've got to take into consideration. Here before you <laughs> I'm rolling a criminal wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! If there isn't a D and D like fantasy football game out there, <laughs> I've I've done as a, okay. I'm gonna start writing it. I, I've done as a um a uh, was it one off. Um, a one shot, yeah. I've done it as a one shot, um, I did a, a wrestling RPG that was pretty fun. Oh, Where like fun. you have to come up with the character and like you have to come up with like what their shtick is and whether you're a heel or face and like all this other stuff. Like it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Damn, is that custom or no? It's, is it's there a book? well, I I don't know what you mean by custom, but like. Um, like that somebody write it. In yeah, yeah. Book. Somebody so came up with a great idea. Yeah, somebody came up with rules for it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. All right, and it's time for an EM news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, just a couple bits of things that I want to talk about here. Uh, Ooh, bits of things. So, uh, I finished up Sandman uh, since we last yeah. recorded. Uh, ah, did you finish episode eleven? What? <laughs> that took me by surprise too, like the other day. Yeah, they they just out of nowhere they dropped a new episode. Are you joking? I'm not joking. He's not joking. No, I it is. Awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I haven't polished it off. Uh, yeah, I've got through the first ten episodes. <laughs> How's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the it's it's you know, I won't spoil anything. But it's basically broken up into like two different storylines. Um. And uh, yeah, so you you finished it too, Jeff, or no? I did. You know, being homesick, you get to watch a <laughs> lot of television. So, so I'm I'm curious what you thought, Jeff, because um, I know you you sometimes dip into graphic novels. I don't know that 
Sandman was really in your on your radar. I had always heard of it. I've always heard it was good, um, but I had never I had never read it or anything. I knew nothing about it. Yeah, I, I hadn't read it either for for the record. Um, uh, it was I, I liked it. Uh, all right, we'll ask Alex how he compares it, but um, yeah, there was some parts. It's a little little uh, little. Um, Hot topicy at, at points, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it was the style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I enjoyed the first part more, the first storyline more. But there were definitely parts of the second storyline that I enjoyed. Yeah. So, so let's let's um, let's let's get into a little bit here, Ben. Um, yeah. And put a you know big spoiler warning here. Um, so yeah, oh, overall, we we all enjoyed it. Like, if there's a season two, we would be looking forward to it. Although apparently there technically is already, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so is that, is that safe to say? Uh, yeah. I'm definitely... I'm going to go pick up the other collections of the graphic novel. Jeff? Yeah, I won't, I won't read anything, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so let's let's talk about like what, what we like. Like, Jeff, you mentioned you, you like the, the, the first half more than the second. I, I think I would agree with that. Um, like, the second half was kind of um the the other central character in the the second half was less interesting to me i guess um i i had one problem we'll just say spoiler alert i mean we don't we'll get in the mini details but just in case yeah yeah, yeah, again again spoiler alert yeah yeah (laughs) the the little boy who you know terrible situation but like once he gets kind of rescued, like he does not he he doesn't act like a boy who has just had the worst life of his. I I don't know. I just him show when he's with the what's it, it kind of bugged me that he was little. He was so well adjusted. He meets his sister <laughs> and he's like not even that. Oh hey, but like okay, let's go to adventure. Like that was weird to me. I I I, I, kinda... I I I did think about that, Jeff. I I just kind of chalked it up to the I don't remember the the name of the nightmare that that helps him out though. The kind of. Protects his kind of protects oh, no, 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 no. his psyche, as it were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I like that idea a lot. By the way, that that this nightmare had, had given up her duties to, to go do this thing yeah. and like all of her own volition. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you mentioned the Corinthian, so let's let's talk about him for a second. Like, I think that actor, like, I can't remember. His, I I should look up his name, but I think he was the standout like actor. Like from the series, where I'm Boyd, like, like, oh, Boyd what else has this guy been in? Because he was Wolverine. Yeah, that's, I, I looked him up. That's the only thing I could remember <laughs> seeing him in. Uh, but yeah, he was really freaking good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he was like much more menacing and, and you know than than any of the other like whether they're actually villains or not. But the other people he had to face off against, mm-hmm. um, he, he was much more yeah intimidating. Uh, and he was likable yeah. too. That he was walking that, that weird line, where he was still kind of likable. Um, so yeah, he, he was doing some some good work there. Yeah. Very charming. So the, the episode I liked the most, and I really liked it. I'd probably just go back and watch the one episode again. Would be the one with death, and then meeting that guy every year, every hundred years. That was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Those. And then those I found really out that that's like a favorite of a lot, like online the, the comics. Like people love that. Yeah, that was great. That issue or whatever. Like, I don't know. How... Everybody dies. They're idiots. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there, there was that. So we're going to talk. We'll just jump around here. But yeah, that episode that was great. When like he he keeps meeting him, he's doing better and better and better each time he sees him. And then like the 
the the fifth or sixth time or whatever it is like the like he's he's completely ragged like they almost kick him out of the bar and he's like at his wits end he's like oh everything's been so horrible and then he's like so you ready to give up he's like are you out of your mind like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not ready to die <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah that stuff and like i said earlier with death like that was some crazy sad cool stuff like yeah. i don't know like mm-hmm. When she goes into the room with the baby, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I know. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, she, was, she was so sweet to that little baby, too. Yeah, I, was like, I know. Oh, I'm sorry, little guy. This is all you get. Yeah, so, oh, God. So, yeah, she yeah. she was good. Um, I mean, apparently death works exclusively out of, out of like, East London or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where dreams. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I was very curious about, like, the rest of the lore there. Like, like the, the Sandman lore is, is very interesting to me. And so it was cool to... To meet one of the other D's, as it were, um, I'm still not entirely sure like how many of them there are. It's like D's nuts whoa! shows up in season two. I think this is that the eleventh episode. Um, yeah, he, so it's it's him <laughs> about diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. the the most feared of all the <laughs> the whatever they call them, the the Eternals. Um, yeah, uh, the endless, sorry. endless, the endless, the Eternals, the endless. Um, it's like him, death destiny like they're all on the same side or at least they're all like cordial with each other there's like a, mm-hmm. a fourth d i forget right despair well well that's what despair, i'm saying like against desire. so like despair desire and um yeah there's one that's missing there was there was the product they keep mentioning the prodigal that's right um but there was there was another d besides despair and desire um, that we never see. Um, at, mm-hmm. at any rate, um, so yeah, I, was, I, I thought that that whole idea was interesting. Um, I I didn't care for the Abel and Cain thing. Um, they they spent too much time on that. Uh, that was, it was a very Neil Gaiman thing, <laughs> by the way. The to have the, the one brother keep it's killing so the other. So sad when they t- took the life force and that little yeah, baby that dragon thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the he just keeps killing him over and over again, and like lives consequence free for for doing so. Like it's kind of bugs me, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe you know, like another like season yeah. we'll learn about how like he actually like feels horrible every time he does it. But he can't help himself or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem that probably. way. Um, yeah. I have a feeling they'll probably play a bigger role in other storylines. Yeah. The Bible, like a setup. <laughs> yeah. <the> Bible. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think it's a pretty big story in the Bible. Um, eh. Talk about uh, Constantine, which I guess is the official pronunciation. Like, because Gaiman yeah. says that's how it's supposed to be, so there's really no Constantine. There's no, it's no gain saying that, even though it's been Constantine like across all the WB stuff. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the like she's a smoke show. Like I was disappointed that she wasn't in the show more. <laughs> Like, it was cool that they... Mm-hmm. I, I get, one, one thing that I thought was really cool about at least the first half of the show is, like, it was moving along. Like, that first episode is a little slow, but yeah. then after that, it's, like, clipping, like, characters are, are dying, they're leaving, um, they're moving on from, that, from, like, characters. It's like, okay, well, they're, they're part of the story's done. We're moving on. Like, I thought that was kind of cool um, that they didn't dwell on any of that, like, even though, again, I could have... <laughs> I could have stood to... Have her be there around uh, a little longer, but um, 
Mm-hmm. Charles Dance was doing his danciest yeah. dance. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping like Charles Dance would be like, I don't know, like more of a Taiwan kind of thing. But I guess it can't. They can't all be like that. Uh, yeah. So, um, but we, let, let's talk about the the guy actually playing. Well, Penny, oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up one of her toys and I didn't know it squeaked. Yeah. Uh, so the guy playing Dream, um, he looked right out Tom of Sturridge. like like the yeah Tom Sturridge. The, he looked right out of um, Depeche Mode, but uh, I was good. Uh, I, I liked the way he kind of talked and his, his general demeanor and how if he wasn't completely devoid of of humor or emotion. Um, but he, he was very kind of aloof. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked what he was doing there. Was, I was doing a little bit of the trivia, and, and like Neil Gaiman went out of his way like early in production to say like to tell him like, "Hey, stop, stop talking like Batman." Like, <laughs> I, I could see how you know you, you're doing this role and you, you start dropping in and talking like you know the yeah. Christian Bale thing, um, and you had to like have him dial that back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what else. Yeah. So Alex, how do you compare it to the the graphic novel? It is really well done. Uh, the the major changes that they made were proper to adapt it to a television show. Um, aside from you know, also adding more inclusivity in the show and everything, changing genders here and there, uh, the the race of different characters and stuff, which was all fine. See, like I've never uh, because... novels, so, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Like, I, I guess that that Gwendolyn Christie, like that the devil was like a male character. Probably that would have been the only one I would have guessed that they they changed up. Um, well, since this is in the Vertigo DC universe in the comic book, that's one of the things they changed in the comic books. The devil is like an evil trinity, just like the the Holy Trinity. So they changed it from three aspects of evil into just one. Well. I mean, I I would guess that because of the but one of them was a guy. Yes, so well, that is correct. The the show Lucifer, like that's loosely based off of that version of of like of the devil from Sandman. So uh, I just assume that like, uh, Gwendolyn Christie be, like, was like okay, so they just they they wanted to cast her in this, so um, mm-hmm. they, they made it uh, a woman instead of a dude. Uh, it, it no, took me a couple name. minutes to figure out who that was. I'm like, I know this guy <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Well, Brad Atoff! But yeah, but just, you know, changes like that that don't affect the story at all, that actually enhance the viewing experience is are the only major changes that they made, and I was all for it. So you can watch... I mean, the, the only bad thing is that, yeah, if you watch the, the series, there's no real reason aside from, you know, being a comic book nerd to read the comic books because the story is pretty much the same like beat for beat it's amazing yeah. but me being a comic book nerd comic book nerd I'm gonna do both did, did you guys recognize Mark Hamill no I thought I heard him yeah so he was doing a voice obviously yeah. I heard that they had to take a bunch of DC references out because it's not a I'm sure yeah. I'm sure they did like, I, 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 John yeah, because uh, John D was originally in Arkham Asylum instead of whatever super high tech uh, hospital okay. where he was at. 
John Constantine was the character in there, and not. Uh, but Joanna also was there, but she was in the flashback only. Okay. She wasn't in the present, so they flipped her character. Also, fantastic choice, <laughs> I must say. I'll take I'll take a hot chick over <laughs> another another British dude. Mm-hmm. This that was this movie movie this the show is saturated with with British people by the way. Oh yeah. So. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sandman. So yeah, we, we, we liked it. it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Glad we got to talk about that. Um, oh yeah, just yeah. As a bit of a warning, the the la- the eleventh episode is two actually separate stories that were kind of like side stories in the comic book. Not all of them. Because I was hoping they were gonna do the like the big side story that was really ingenious, uh, but they they might save that for the next season or maybe they'll mysteriously drop the twelfth episode out of nowhere again, <laughs> which I'm hoping for. But the the two stories are really amazing. They they follow suit with uh, the series. So so just one 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 thing that isn't directly related to Sandman before I move on here, um, Jeff, you mentioned. Like you, you were under the weather, so you watch a bunch of these. Like, were you binging it? Yeah, I watched it in like a day and a half. Yeah, so like, it, I just think it's funny. Like, if if there was a movie, it was like, oh, the Sandman movie came out. It's seven hours long. Like, we would we would all say fuck that. But if it was like, oh, it's seven episodes and each one's an hour long. It's like, well, let's watch them all back to back to back to back to back to back. back. <laughs> just binge it. Yeah, like it's it's the weird psychological, like thing with it. Um, I mean, it's obviously like it's easier to separate out like when you can break and stuff, but um, so I think it's funny yeah. just like the mindset for for us watching that kind of stuff. And I think maybe it was two. I think I watched like four episodes, four episodes, and then two episodes because yeah. it was getting. Even though I had the time, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm getting a little too emo with this. Let me watch it. <laughs> uh, I have more to say about other stuff I was watching. So speaking of other do. stuff that you may have caught, um, so last Thursday. Uh, was the premiere of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah. Uh, so I watched this. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thought it, thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I love Tatiana Maslany. I uh, thought the CGI was fine. Like, yeah, it's not the yeah, same level. Yeah, it seemed as, like as they the, did another pass on yeah, it. Yeah, like, at least at least her and Bruce Banner in the jungle was, was okay. Maybe, maybe when it's just her around, like, normal people... Maybe it'll be a little worse, but like it was fine. What we saw was fine, um, and uh, I think they blew their budget on CG in this first episode. <laughs> yeah, they, they she's not going to turn into She Hulk until episode four now. Yeah, or then uh, you know, getting Ruffalo for most of the episode too, um, to show up. Uh, but yeah, I, I like her. Mm-hmm. I like them breaking the fourth wall on this, keeping it a lot lighter than some of the other MCU stuff. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it without, without spoiling it. Um, there, there, were, there was a couple pretty heavy-handed uh, thing, things about some, some of the social commentary in it, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, yeah. You know, like the, the the stuff needs to like keep happening until it's just kind of normalized, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to to the to, to the rest of it. Um, um, the the one thing I do again like minor spoiler alert. Um, there was a stinger. I don't know if you guys caught the stinger. Yeah, Alex. I don't remember Captain America. 
No, I guess I didn't catch it. Well, she talks about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that was fucking hilarious. Because um, mm-hmm. I wasn't... So, what, when, my, my, again, my spoiler. I, I don't know... I couldn't figure out, like, what she kept angling at when she was talking to, to Bruce throughout <laughs> the episode. Until we saw the credits. And the credits, like, are all these drawings of stuff. Yeah. And they showed her with the, the like, the FBI board, like, <laughs> basically asking if... If Captain America was a virgin or not, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this all makes sense now. And then, and then other stuff. And like, yeah, it's just, um, I thought that was pretty funny that she kept, like, she she was like so hardcore into like figuring this out. She's like fangirling out about about Steve Rogers. So. Uh. so with them going there and going kind of like for a little adult potty humor. I wonder, they got to make a, con- a comment on her jugs. Because even Laura commented on it. She's like, well, she gets thing all, she gets giant boobs when she comes to the Hulk. So I'm wondering if they're going to make a comment on that. Because that is weird for a Disney show. They, 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 you know, I'm curious to see if they specifically talk about that. They, they, like, in yeah. the trailers and stuff, they, they hint that, like, like she's going to be, like, Do a they? model and stuff. Like, so. Oh, okay. Or not, maybe, or like, a celebrity yeah. anyways, when she shows up in fancy dresses and things. She's like, so she gets superpowers, and all of a sudden she gets giant boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's comic books. They always do. Well, well like, in comics, know. they start off that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the most common superpower is giant boobs. Power girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it was all right. I, I, don't, I don't... It wasn't the best show, but I... We'll see how it goes without the Hulk being there. Because obviously he's not going to be in all these episodes, right. right? So he'll probably come back at the end or something and... Something to do with that spaceship, probably. I don't know. Oops, spoiler alert. <laughs> it happens right at the start. That's fine. Yeah. All right. He's like, yeah, I gotta go figure out what that's all about. <laughs> I, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I did. I did really enjoy like the Hulk getting to breathe a little bit uh, without mm-hmm. like all the other Avengers like stuff hanging over him. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that training montage was great. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the two of them together was a lot of fun for me. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the ending was. I they better explain the ending. That that was just so matter of fact. Just like, what the hell just happened? It was. I, I did like the end. Like again, Tatiana Maslany is, is is great. She sold the whole like, <laughs> as I was saying, kind of <laughs> like mm-hmm. gag at the at the end there. Um, so, Ready for closing, yeah, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, those are the two things I want to talk about. Um, I'm. Again, happy we got to talk about Sandman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Alex, me too. Anything you want to go over? Uh, no, just wanted to talk about Sandman. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention that in the eleventh episode. Uh, yes, they do hang dong. So there you go. Dong da dong dong dong. Thank God. Just a little bit. I know. Wait for it. He was in that glass cell. You couldn't see any like sparkly white dong in that. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff. Any any other dong related topics? <laughs> uh, well, yes, I watched House of Dragons. Last night. <laughs> okay. Oh, I haven't seen. I, I heard. I heard he was heard showing good. some neck. Yeah, there's. Uh, you get to see uh, the, the chopped off penises and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's typical Game of Thrones fashion. Oh. Um, yeah, I was not really looking forward to this, and then last I don't night think I was like, anybody was. I don't I even know it was season. like debuting. Like I knew I, I had a vague idea it was coming out soon, but I didn't know it was last night. Yeah, and so I wanted to watch it, and then my HBO kept crashing, and then, but I finally was able to watch it, and 
It was a good start. I have to admit, like, the first... It's weird, like... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's... Hey, we're back in Westeros. This is, Hey, we're back in King's Landing. We're back in... This is Game of Thrones, but I don't know anybody. Like, I don't know any of these characters, right? We spent ten years or whatever with with Daenerys and Jon Snow and Stark, whatever. And it was... I'm like, who are these people? Fuck these people. And then, like, halfway through, it was like, okay. Alright, I see. <laughs> I like it. So, who knows how where it's going to go. Um, but it's... I, I liked it, and it's very, it's very, very Game of Thrones. There's the sex position scenes. There's gore. There's family names, and I mean, it's house people, uh, people whatever. flashing vag and, and dong. Yeah, yeah. and there's Targaryens, <laughs> and, and all these names are like, what, what, what is that name? Jesus Christ! And I gotta put this, you know, I gotta watch this twelve <laughs> times. And, like I, I'm, um, I'm like, I, I am in a way looking forward to like being in the same boat as the. Like people that that have not watched the show, like I probably know a little bit more about the lore than 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 people uh, than, than like two of you guys, but um, yeah, I pretty much have no idea who these characters are. So yeah, and uh, I was looking so who's making it. So uh, it's being produced by this guy who was handpicked by um, George R. R. Martin. He's involved fully in it apparently, so that's good. And this episode kind of felt like it, it was a lot of. You know, Art Martin stuff, ancestry tree talk and and lore and um. So yeah, and it was directed by that Miguel Spot chick, like the best director of Game of Thrones. So that was all cool. I recommend it if you like Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people, including myself, didn't like the way it ended, but even the worst episode of Game of Thrones is still pretty good television. And uh, yeah, so go back to Westeros. It's fun. Cool. Okay. Yep, yeah, sorry. And then I finished watching season three of The Boys. Um, oh, season three not nearly it. as yeah, not nearly as good as the first two, but it's, it's still pretty good. Enjoyed it. Um, just what's his face, Chew and Scenery, the whole goddamn show, and it's getting a little old, but I still love the, it. The Anthony Starr, yeah, um, Car- Car- no, well, not him, but no, Carl uh-huh. Urban. Yeah. But yeah, Anthony Starr too. Yeah, both of them. But Carl Urban. Oh God, I, I was, I was. Oh, go get fucking soldier boy. I, I was, I was rewatching uh, <laughs> Return of the King the other day, and you know I've seen so many times that I'm able to key in on certain things now, and I, I crack up during the cavalry charge when they when they get to Minas Tirith, and they keep cutting back to Carl Urban, and he just has a spear in his hand and he's like yelling. Like, and then it cuts back to him, and he's still got the spear in his hand, and he's yelling. And then they cut back to him again, and he's got the spear in his hand, and he's yelling. Like, he's just, like, he's just been yelling. It's like the Lancelot Yeah, exactly. That's um... exactly what it is. (laughs) It's like, oh, man, they should have, like, cut it, like, they cut something out of there. Like, (laughs) or maybe he had, like, a spear boy next to him, he just kept calling out, spear boy! Spear boy! (laughs) So anyway, yeah, if you like the boys, I guess continue watching. I felt it was not quite as good but it was still fun um god i know there's other stuff like i said i was i've been laid up for a few days now uh but so just i want to bring up youtube videos i somehow have come across this guy who does stealth camping and just every video he's just camping somewhere he shouldn't be and like in a, in, a, in a roundabout and he's just camping in the middle of the roundabout and i'm like so you're a bum you're pretending to be a bum i guess i don't know but he's like Canadian and he's like the nicest guy and just I don't know, I got addicted and it was nice 
show to watch and kind of fall asleep to because I was sick. So yeah. if, um, if if you're still looking at the binge stuff, Jeff, I still recommend the Highly Queen animation. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> that is hard. Animation's a hard sell. I'd rather watch Canadians can still. <laughs> Just like the other thing I watched is Canadian who goes on trains and he talks about all the trains across America and Canada. And I, I, I don't know. He's a good dude. I like watching it. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about mm-hmm. like watching uh, uh, Fear and Loathing like 20 years ago. Like <laughs> this, is, this is us now. But yeah. We watch yeah, train yeah. stuff. I, I listened to the podcast about the revolution of, uh, of France. Like, yeah, it's. No, I even made I even made a comment to Laura like, uh, not only I'm like I'm this t- the age where I'm watching videos about riding trains. It's just a matter of time before I'm riding those trains. You got your notebook to catalog like what kind of train it is, like the distance, like what tracks you took, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the routes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's some nice, there's some gorgeous, there's a gorgeous train that he took from uh, Vancouver to Banff. Oh, nice badass views. motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the idea of like the like the Orient Express, where it's this like luxury thing. Like, yeah. I don't like the idea of not being able to really bathe if it's that long. But <laughs> oh yeah, these trains. Some of these trains have showers. Some of them right in your own room. Like that. They're I mean, that, that'd be cool. Small. Like, I can't imagine like where the train like you you have either you're making a ton of stops or it's like the Trans Siberian Railway. Where it just goes on and on for like six thousand miles, um, where where you'd want to do something like that, but, but yeah, there's, there's there's probably some like nice trains, yeah. <laughs> nice trains. Yeah, there are there are some nice ones, and there's some crappy ones. Like the Amtrak ones, all kind of suck, but yeah. they get they get you there. But that's about it. Did he say anything about Thomas? He they, he actually goes by like the largest real Thomas train at one point. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. I know I watched another show I've, and other documentaries that I can't think of right now. But that's it. I mean, this episode's gone long. Yeah. But yeah, watch. You guys got to watch House of Dragons because we got to talk about that. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, do it. I mean, they hang dong, so I got to. Yeah, and then like in a week or two, the Lord of the Rings one comes out, so we're going to be all into fantasy shit and getting confused talking about mm-hmm. whatever. I'm halfway through. Um, when Bilbo drops Dawn, like, no, that was Game of Yeah. Fucking little hairy. He's one of them hangers. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's podcast country. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.